I hope you're tucked in. Cause you are now in bed with Dr. Sue. Hi guys, it's moi, Dr. Sue. Remember when I said I was going to take some time off from the show till the new year? Um, yeah, well, I lied. But only because I had to bring you this amazing woman, author Darlene Burns. And it was important for me to get this to you before Halloween because Darlene has written an awesome vampire series that starts with Midnight Comes with the Dawn, the Vampire Plague. This lovely woman has brought to you a very colorful cast of characters, unlike any other vampire series you've ever read. Because here she has a cast of powerful women as all the lead characters, something that you'll soon see is very important to her. Sprinkle that with the obvious eroticism that comes with these creatures of the night. Only let's have some of them be lesbians and maybe even a transgender. And this book pretty much catapults you into a realm no one that I know of has ever touched on before. Now, don't get me wrong, this isn't an LGBTQ-themed book, although there are threads in there. This is more about humanity and human beings than it is a character's sexual preference. Darlene was quite open, honest, raw, and emotional when we talked. And don't think this is your average let's talk about a book interview. We cover everything from her coming out to the influence of both her mother and her fifth grade teacher as a writer. I know you're going to enjoy Darlene as much as I did, and even more so, charge up your Kindle. You're going to love Midnight Comes with the Dawn. Here's Darlene Burns. We have with us today the insanely beautiful (laughs) Darlene Burns, the erotica author extraordinaire. Thank you. And just in time for Halloween, yes. too. And do tell. Well, let's let's start with let's go back in your own history and let's talk about you first before we get into the juice of the book. Okay. What prompted you to start writing? It's actually okay. It's it's a cute short story. What happened was I had a brilliant elementary teacher in the fifth grade. Her name was Mrs. Block. May she rest in peace. And she was five foot one. Short lady, cute, um, but very aggressive in her manner of teaching. And she was always a person where you could go to get a hug in the morning, but she was very, very much um, like, I see your talent and I know I'm not going to pick on you, but I'm going to make you very aware of what I think you are very talented in. Even at a young age, as 11, she could see a potential in me that I was, I wanted to go outside and play. Uh, I want to go play tetherball. Hello. I don't want to read and, 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 right. and write and, and write poems. I don't, that's not me yet. I didn't know that. Right. But she saw something in one of the poems I had written. It was a school assignment, of course. And she says, I think you have something, a potential here. She says, I want you to write a book report. It can be about whatever you want to write about. She says, but I want you to find something unique and just write about it. And what was funny was, I was went to a museum um, exhibition with my mother, and there was they were featuring Toulouse Lautrec, and I was just amazed by his artwork. I was just I was just astounded by just what I saw, and I wrote my first book report about his artwork, 
and at 11 years old, who writes about art? (laughs) Yeah, and Toulouse-Lautrec, of all people. Like, wow. Exactly. And so when I took it to school, I was so embarrassed because she read it in front of the class. Now, could you imagine in the mid-'70s, an African-American child reading about an old (laughs) (laughs) art, you know, this, this, this painter, a French painter, that no kid, it's like, what were you doing? Like, were you on this week, on the weekend, you're writing a book report about a, a painter that no one knows about? But exactly. it was something that captured what I was, I wasn't really going through anything. I, I mean, I was from, from a two-parent home. Everything was fine. I have two sisters. I'm, I'm a oldest of uh, three siblings, two sisters. And it was just something that just struck me um, that I was just, I was in awe of. And when I I got an A, of course, um, on the on the book report. But it was just it was the way she was passionate about the fact that I wrote about it, and that it, I just I the the way I wrote about it. And she says you have a gift. She says now I don't know if I'll be able to help cultivate this for you. She says but but don't lose your passion for this. And I didn't know what it meant, but she told my mother, and okay. and my mother said go to the library now. For me, there's always a place that is is a a place of refuge, and that is the library or the bookstore. And if it wasn't me going outside, which was like the 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 best thing in the world at the time, it was either ice cream trucks, my (laughs) yes, that's so true. My 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 orange thunder, which was my bicycle at the time, it was orange and black. It was, or it was the going to the library. And when I stepped into the library and the smell of the books, it was like euphoric and it was, it was almost a natural high. And so when I went into the school library, I was like, where did this place come from? It was, it was like surreal. Like, where did you guys just build this? Like, seriously. And I, and I didn't even know how I was going to take it. And again, this all happened within almost the last two years of elementary school, that it was just an awakening of a whole new world that I could just have something to myself. And when I started reading, it was automatic. I could just, I picked up books, I think, every other week I was reading. And my mother saw it because she was, she's an avid reader. I mean, I could show you pictures of her library to this day. I mean, she's. I think my mother, on an average, I think she reads about anywhere close to maybe 10 books a month, I think about, I think she reads about. But um, at the time, she saw it. She says, I don't care what it is. She says, well, I care what you read about. But she says, start small. Don't don't over-challenge yourself. Don't bog yourself down with something too heavy. She says, just grab, see what, see what you, feel it out. Look at covers. See what what kind of grabs your attention. And what I did, I'm such a girly girl. I picked pretty covers, the ones that look, you know, put flower, <laughs> flowers on them, yeah. horses running, you know. And I would just read the little flap on the inside, and I would just start to read. And then they were okay. It was, you know, I read Judy Bloom and things of, you know, that didn't at the time. I didn't think they were controversial, quote unquote. But it was just very interesting reading because I could get away. It was an escape. But then the next year when I got ready to graduate um, from um, elementary school to junior high, my mom gave me Stephen King. 
And, oh, and that, you did what I did back then, too. Did you not just sink your teeth into it those? It changed the game for me because yep. I was not into horror yet, but I was, mm-hmm. I, I liked, I was, okay, so, of course, you know, in that era, you had the Monsters reruns coming on. You yep. had Adam's Family. Adam's Family. You had um, all of the film festivals of the, you know, the, what they called horror back then, um, the, 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 um, slow animation and so all of these things were coming on but it wasn't horror horror yet and the cult, right. and the cult stuff could, that I couldn't <laughs> that I couldn't watch yet over you know past eight o'clock at night so the fact that she gave me the very first book I could not believe that someone first of all wrote this and then I was so scared but I couldn't stop reading it, it was Pet Cemetery. I was just going to say, what was the book? Yeah, Cemetery is a killer for a lot of people. And, and 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 it scared me so much because then, of course, I had to have the light on. And then in my house, the electricity bill was, like, astronomical if you kept it on past five minutes. Yep. If you're not in the room, you don't turn the light on at all if the lights go off. So to have the light on in my room past 830, it was like... Um, what are you doing in there? And I was sneaking, reading the book because I couldn't put it down, but I was scared to death. Right. I had a lot on. So I had to hurry up and read. And so that was my beginning of speed reading. So that and the culmination of talking to my mom, you know, the next day of bringing me down from being so scared. She says, okay, this is what I want you to do. So that was an exercise of not getting me through the fear of not keeping the light on at night she says during the day mm-hmm. give yourself an outlet of happy she says put she says try to put i know she says now nah, i know you have a passion now and i know you can't stop it she says go to your little happy shows or go outside give yourself a break she says at least an hour and i was like oh, an hour for all my books she says i know it's not going <laughs> to kill you go and give yourself an hour of happy and then come back finish it up then then go back to the happy and that's what I did and 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 then I started to pick up other books and I that I tried to find like his but mm-hmm. of course at that time you know he wasn't putting books out like every week so I had to find other authors no, that of course they didn't want touching him so I had to go to comics to start to try to get that kind of like a a, a hunger but it never quite satisfied and, and that that was a short stint of the comics too because I said no 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 I need novels <laughs> yeah see that's the thing I think you're either a comic person or a novel person even though I know you can be both it's still I don't know it's almost like if if you're a hardcore novel person you're not really usually going to be a comic person right yeah yeah, it, it is, and it's hard to make the distinction because they're both still can grab your attention. Oh, absolutely. But, they're both in works of art. Right. But with a novel, you can create your own image. But with a comic, if the image is already there placed for you, so you can't quite use your own imagination. And that's what's mm-hmm. so great about, you know, the, the fact that a novel doesn't give you the the, uh, the images you have to create it in your mind and i think that's one of the things that um is brilliant about people that don't quite grasp that you can you can do you can you can kind of be a lover of both but it, it's almost yeah you kind of be one or the other you're gonna yeah. have a passion yeah for one. i think that's more what it is you can appreciate both mm-hmm. but you're gonna have a passion for one or the other yeah yeah yeah, and, and that's what I, mean. I agree. The novel, I I can't I can't also express like I know what you're talking about. A comic, even a graphic novel, to me, 
is very limiting and, and it's difficult to write. Yes. Because it's limited. Yes. So it, I have great respect for everybody who does that. Mm-hmm. So that's that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you okay? So you have this love of King. I, yes. I completely get it. He was my <laughs> he was my person of choice back then too, and and I loved the best thing about King was his ability to be able to take an inanimate object and make it scary. Yes. Like a car. Yes. I thought I remember picking up the Christine and uh, I just kind of went, Oh please, yes. this is going to be so stupid, right? Right. Like, all right, and then you're just like. How yeah. the hell does he do yeah, this? He's so brilliant. How did he do Cujo? How did he yeah. do, you know, uh, Tommy Knockers? It's like, what are, you, what are you doing at that desk that that makes you go into those places? And now as a, a writer, now I know what that formula is like. But at that time, I'm thinking, what are you sitting there at that typewriter? For those of you who don't know what that is. Thank <laughs> <laughs> you. Um, what is your, what is your thought process? And, and for me, you, after that first paragraph and you're pulled in, it's like, it's so easy for us as a reader, like you, you, you dive in and you're just, you're pulled in and then you're page after page. But as you're, as the, as the writer, it's like, where, where does your mind go to, to pull all of that out? And it's, it's, it's a totally different, it's two different worlds. A reader and a writer, it's totally two different um, monsters. Completely, yeah. yep, they are. Two different animals for sure. Yes. So that, you know what, that's really sweet. And I'm really glad to hear that that teacher was the one who wanted to cultivate you and wanted to at least show you what you had inside of you. You know, bless her. Yes. Like, seriously, there's not a lot of teachers that do that, but that's amazing. Yeah, yeah. I was very excited. And, and when I when I tell that story and I, I talk about my mom and I talk about how I love so much of the fact that I recognized later on what she did, what was so pivotal to, at that. At, well, I wish I had the ability to go back in time and go, you, you have something, hold on to that. Because I didn't hold on to it. What I did was I tried to excel in English classes to learn more about the English language and learn about how to use grammar and structure or whatnot, but not mm-hmm. apply it to writing. So it was more towards creative writing, not storytelling. And so right. I didn't I didn't think of the two together until high school. And so um, again, another teacher. And that's what I, I here's here's my my um, thank yous to teachers who take the time and when they see someone and it, it doesn't matter if it's writing or. If they see somebody who has potential in any area, math, whatever, if you guys see anybody and you guys are taking that moment out of your day, which I know is absolutely frantic in this day and age, even back then. Oh, crazy. I I thank you so much for taking that five minutes, 10 minutes, whatever, to say, you know what, I see something and do, what do you need? It's so important to to encourage that and, and you don't know what you do or you don't know what you've done because sometimes you don't you don't think about it because there's so much else going on in that child's life or a young adult, that teen, that they don't hear it enough or they don't hear from someone that they're thinking, I hope she says something or, you know, you're so scared and looking for that approval. And then here's that one person that sees it without you even realizing and and wants to help cultivate that. So I, I just want to say thank you to anyone who recognizes it, sees it, and wants to help and, and, and take you further. 
100%. I mean, it, it just, you have no idea what the smallest little thing mm-hmm. that you say to a child will have such a profound effect on them. And to be able to cultivate someone's natural talents in whatever, like you said, whatever, it doesn't matter what it is. It's a beautiful thing for someone to do that to someone else. Yes. It's it's because we're all we're all constantly being told what we can't do. Right. <laughs> it's nice to hear what you can do from time to time. You no, know, yeah, it's it's an amazing thing. Uh, the, the human condition, because we're at some point, and, and and I know I probably would get beat up for saying this, but we're all looking for that hug, or we're all looking for that that kind of sense of approval. And yeah, you, the pat on the back. You know, to say, that. hey, you are doing a good job. I am? Really? You know, thanks. Like, And you don't necessarily feel like you need it. But it's nice to have it recognized and, and you feel like, oh, I am doing something or I am making a difference. So, yeah. Which actually brings to mind the importance of people doing book reviews. If you get a book, I'm going to, I constantly do this, but if you get a book from Amazon, from anywhere, I don't care where you're getting it from, and you have the ability to leave any kind, you know what? You don't even have to, nobody cares. It would be nice if you wrote something, but even if you don't write anything, just, it's a, it's, it's a way for that author to get that pat on the back and it keeps them wanting to write. So if you enjoyed what they did, even if you, you know, in a lot of cases, even if you didn't, provided you're not a troll about right. it, you know, show me what I did wrong. Right. Nobody has a problem with that if it's done constructively. Right. So, you know, go right ahead. But just please always, always, always leave that feedback. Mm-hmm. Please. Right. It's so important. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So now we know where you got your love of the occult from. (laughs) (laughs) But, and I'm going to bring this up, and and part of me, it bugs me that I'm bringing this up. And you are an advocate, are you not? Yes, I am. Now, the reason why it bugs me that I'm bringing this up, because I should not have to point out the fact Mm. that you are a lesbian writer. Yes. Because to me, it shouldn't make a goddamn bit of difference. But at the same time... You're also, because you, you're in that genre and you are able to speak, you are using that as a platform. And I think that's awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Um, so tell us about it. Initially, and that's funny, initially I did not want to use that. And, and here's the only reason why I did it. Because the way it was presented, it was <laughs> the way that, that my previous uh, published, because I was with a publishing house before, um, an independent mm-hmm publishing house he wanted to market it in a way that was going to be quote-unquote commercial and he wanted to use the lgbt community he says because they'll be more embracing to me because i am and i felt like that wasn't the right way to to to, to no that's what i'm saying it's like i don't like the fact that we're pointing out the fact that you're a lesbian what does it matter i'm hetero i'm a freaking breeder what does it matter like seriously why are we pointing this out at all unless you are writing specifically for that community. No, I get that, and that I don't get. That's what you're doing, right? And it and it, and it kind of hurt me for a, a, about a week. I, he he said, "Just give it some thought." He says, I, "Just give it some thought and to, and give back to me." He says, "Before we do any type of press release, before we you know you redo your um your bio, we, before we do anything for for further." He says, just, just sit on it and tell me how you, what you think. So I had to go back and consult my family 
and my daughter came to me and she says, you know, mom, it took you 22 years to become the woman that you are. You're proud of who you are. She says, and these characters are going to be embraced for, by everybody. They're, they're who you created and you just, just put, put it out there. She says, everybody's going to love them anyway. And just, just do it. Oh, what a beautiful <laughs> thing to say. Honestly. Yeah, so I, to hear that from your daughter. Oh my <laughs> lord, Darlene, you have raised a gem. Thank you. <laughs> so that honestly, that's what I did. She she told me just do it, mama, and it and that's what happened. And that's what's funny is that the people that are embracing it aren't the well the I want to say not the majority. I think it's almost half and half that have you know they don't care they're like the characters are great and this is i mean the feedback has been which i that's why i wrote it because i didn't write it in a way that it couldn't be embraced by humankind because exactly that's what the book is about humans and that and that's exactly that's just it so so we'll quickly we'll just go it's about vampires duh So think about that, though. When you think about vampire novels and Anne Rice and and all the work she did, and, you know, it it really is when you're using vampires as a, um, not a platform, I keep using that word, but when you're using them, it is about, you get into these very amazing sort of humanitarian issues Mm -hmm. because your character is deceased. Right. Right. So you, you get into these, you get into moral stuff and you get into religious stuff. And it's just it's so fascinating. Right. But there's two things that I did on purpose. I stayed away from religion and I stayed away from a main male character. And I, I do. He, Thank he, you, he, by the way, because it gets boring. <laughs> no, seriously. I mean, think about it. Dracula has been Dracula and he's been a guy the oh, entire freaking time. Ever. Yeah. OK, we're sprinkling some in now with the whole Twilighty thing. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's, it's still it's there's no major female vampire character that I can recall. No. And when you look it up and as, as the rest is Google it, the images that you see, you don't. And that's what really drove me to really make all of my main characters female. Um, it's it's time to make females uh, empowerment come to, to light. We have a lot of strong female characters that are being written. And so I just felt like there's if the timing is right. And if this gets into a visual media that's what I'm going to push for. I will not change. I, I, that's will will be in my uh, my rights. <laughs> um, that will be it's going to be in the contract. There's just no way that you are changing this to no, a male character. No, I, my stance will be very firm. I, I didn't write that for them to be changed. There, there are there now. There are male characters in my book, but they are not main. There is one main if if you've read the book, but um, they they aren't the main ones. And so um, and that was on purpose. As through this series, you will continue to see, as, as, as like I said, there, there's different humans and vampires, male and female, but um, my main characters will and always will continue to be female. So, so let's tell them quickly. The book is called Midnight Comes with the Dawn: The Vampire Play. Yay! <laughs> and it's very yummy, and I have been reading it. It is intensely yummy. I love vampire books. I'm a vampire head. So I love reading all that stuff, and I am—I um, I love Midnight. Thank you. You did an amazing job with Midnight. So d- let everybody know who she is. She is 
a very old vampire. She's very a she tries to stick to, to tradition because of her upbringing. Um, she was a queen. She came into reign quite by accident. You'll read that. But when she became a vampire, she was actually trying to find herself. She's a woman that was thought she, she knew who she was until she was born again. And then that's when she really became who she was. Midnight is a. <laughs> it's, I was gonna say, and we don't mean she was baptized either. <laughs> not at all. But she tapped into a a part of her that she are, was already there. But um, once she was able to be free and really free of who she could really be, that's when she blossomed more or less and really kind of took off. <laughs> And she's powerful. Yes. She's, she, that's what I love about this is that she's a very powerful woman. Mm-hmm. And like you said, you don't see that very often, which is why I love the fact that you have this going on. Now, is this going to be a series? Yes. Ooh, okay. Yeah, five books series. So is this Get Out Five? Yeah. And this is book one? Yes, it is. Uh, when is book two coming out? I was trying to make sure that it was going to be done for the winter, but it looks like it's going to be a re- a spring release. So it is finished. I, I, I'm not. I'm making a major announcement that I wasn't going. I hadn't planned on, but you are the first. Yeah, uh, it's an exclusive. <laughs> so it is finished. So it is going to um, be going through the editing process within a month or so. I'm, I'm searching for the right editor this time. Um, not that I didn't have a right editor last time, but I'm I'm looking for an editor now. So, yeah, it, it's finished. And I'm excited because I will give you a tidbit. The third mm-hmm. book, all my books were actually or have already been written out. All of them were outlined first. Um, mm-hmm. They all have their formulas of what, you know, with the sequence of what they're going to be going through. The third book will have a companion with it. And that's all I'm going to say about the third book. I'm so excited about the third book. Ooh. And the third book, only for you, Dr. Sue, is about Adamina. That's all I'm going to say. So, you know. Adamina. Yes. The third book is about Adamina. And if you're reading in the book, you know who Anamina is. So, yes, yeah. Anamina is like, yeah, yeah, okay, that is. It's, okay, yeah. that's cool. Yeah, and, and, and I don't want to give it away either because yeah. I really want you guys to read the book because yeah. it's like it is getting so juicy and so crazy and it's very sexy. Yeah. Yeah. It is a very sexy. Do you consider yourself an erotica author or just an author? Author. Just, just, okay. Just, Do you just, even though you have some very salacious bits and pieces in there? Yeah, I, I wanted to. Because women are, we are sensual creatures, and again, I wanted to do something that was different. I didn't want it to be a misogynist. I wanted to have it mm-hmm. where you could, it it, it, it it does have a message. Um, you do, you you go back and forth with these emotions, but I wanted to give you a break. I wanted to, you to have those, that moment where she says, oh, okay, you know what, I need a minute. So... <laughs> You know, and, and I give you that. And so then I give you the minute, and then I get you back. Okay, let's get back to business. It's, and, it's be- and it's a beautiful way, it's a beautiful formula that you've got going on because it really does. I think your influence from King has been shining through on this. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> I hope he listens to this. Oh. <laughs> 
Oh, no. please. So would I. <laughs> I you know. Um, oh, my God. That would be so cool. Okay. <laughs> it just it, put me on that. It's amazing how you don't know what will influence you to do different things. And that's all I want to do is create work that you can be that I can be proud of but then other people are excited about it and I'm I get excited about that you know that somebody's mm-hmm. excited about something that is in been in my head for years and I put it down and someone else is excited about that that's kind of isn't it beautiful it is it is and it's such a, an amazing feeling to know that someone else is embracing what you're doing yeah it's so satisfying. And even, like I said, even that's why it's so important for you guys to talk to the authors and let them know what you think of their work, because that is what inspires your author, yeah. you know, and that's what's like, she's got this whole thing lined out, five freaking books, and I can't <laughs> wait to sink my teeth, RR, into all of them. Seriously, this is so amazing. Thank you. Thank you. So we know that the next one, do we know that, what's the name of the next one? The next one is Alex Races Against the Dawn. Mm, yes. This is really cool. Yes. Now you can ask any questions about that if you wish. I will try to. Well, yeah, we don't want to give it all no, away. No, no, no. That's the thing. Yeah, I, but I, but I, I want to make sure that it's the same. Of course, it's the same formula, but it, it does a different turn. Ooh, know. cool if you will. Um, it's darker. Ooh, it's okay. It's more historical. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're doing more background? Oh, yeah. Finding out the, the players and how Very they got much, there? Yeah, and... yeah. Okay. You're getting Alex's perspective of what everything is about, her view of vampires, and her perspective of what it's like to be in an era where we're not always accepted. And that, that's mm-hmm. where I'm going to... I'm going to get into that. Oh, that's going to be beautiful. Yeah. yeah. It's, uh, it, it was, it made me, it was very emotional at the very, uh, beginning because it's, uh, she was made post slavery. So I'm taking you through a lot of stuff and she has a best friend and I take you through the gold rush. It's a lot. It's wow. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, uh, Chinese immigration. So it's it's uh it's it's it was interesting where I went and it's funny, but it's very it, it's it's going to be one of the darker books that I that'll be part of the series. It, yeah, it absolutely is. It'll be the darkest. Well, do, I, like, do you have a love of history? Because you, you did you go back and like figure all this out and yeah. do all kinds of research? Yeah, for it? each one. I, the first midnight I didn't do as much as I will continue to do for each one. This one I definitely did. I had to do my homework for slavery, um, the gold rush, Chinese immigration. I had to do, yeah, I had to, yeah, to make sure that I had my dates right and where my stopping point was because I had to make sure that it blended in with uh, my formula, what I'm doing. And what's funny and someone said it today and it's it's it was it's eerie but it's still funny what you'll find is that i'm doing what star wars did he went backwards and that's what my book is going to do midnight is actually the last of the collection so you're reading it you're going to be reading it backwards so the last book will bring you to the beginning which is weird i know that is so cool. I really like that. Yeah. So it was, I, George Lucas is a hero of mine. <laughs> I had to say it like that. 
And so when I when I thought of how to do it differently, that's what I wanted to do is how do you make a mark differently than anyone else? Oh, that's how you do it. Do it backwards, yeah. That's how you do it. And when people that go, is brilliant. how did you? Oh, oh, now it makes sense. And that's and and the, the person who, of course, I admire, my mother who read it. She says, "Oh, now okay, now I get it. Oh, it, no. <laughs> I got it now. You know." And so when other people who were proofreading it, they oh, now I get it. So it'll it'll start to make sense when the third book fourth book and then the last book and then it'll be complete and you know i'll pull it all together i was just going to say the last book will be tying all those ends oh up. yeah yeah and I, well this character midnight i just I, i'm curious about the characters especially because i'm i'm quite sure it sounds as though each book is going to have a different sort of focus a different character to focus in yes that's all right mm-hmm. okay so that being the case are these characters these main characters of the series based on anyone you know like i'm saying you know is midnight based on your mom yes. or yeah here you go i knew it yes <laughs> yes. yes um uh, alex is based on an ex friend of mine mm-hmm. um iva is based on a youtube personality that i know and absolutely adore um and iva is the the best character and she's the most fun character. I love writing Iva. It, Iva is, it, it, if I could write five books about Iva, I would. Um, she's just an amazing character. And she's my, I wrote, and I, okay, here's what's funny. I didn't know that I was writing about a transgender character until someone brought it to my attention. I think it was a, a reader. And she said, you know, you wrote about a transgender. I was like, Oh, I, yeah, I did. Yeah. Well, I didn't do it on purpose, but it was, it was, it just kind of, it developed. Yeah, it was, it was just somebody who I knew and, and, you know, that people like her in particular have been in my life all my life. So it didn't, she was just a person, but yeah, because exactly. they recognized who that person was or their, their um, orientation, then that was brought to my attention, and I was like, "Oh, okay." So uh, now, because of you know Caitlyn Jenner and, and all you know, and Miss um, Cox and all of that, mm-hmm. um, the awareness of it, she's like, you know, when that character, when that people start to read that, they're gonna think you put that in on purpose. I'm like, well, they will, they won't think that because this book was actually released in 2013, so they can't. So and then I wrote I wrote the book in 2008. So <laughs> I, there's no way that they could you correlate those two. But again, that's what I'm saying that there's people in our lives and it's human beings. We're not labels and we're not like these untouchable creatures. We're, we're human beings woven into this fabric of, of of humankind, and that's just who we are. It just so happens that we're LGBTQ and that's just that's just it, you know. Well, and and okay, so you can also say the same thing that you are also a woman of color, right? Yeah. And again, this is what drives me mental: is why do we have to keep using that in the marketing? Yeah. Okay, so you're a woman of color again. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Like, who cares? <laughs> I don't care if you're pink. If you write good, who cares? Right. Right. It, it's so stupid to me that that that. And I'm glad you are. You going to move away from it, or are you going to jump on it and really run with it? Um. You think you're going to move away from it? I think 
It's a tough call. I know yeah, it because it's, 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 it really is. That's a hard decision to make because, you know, you don't want to abandon the community, but at the same time, you don't want to be known because of that. Well, because I have a voice and I've said this over and over again, and I'll do this because I'm, I'll, I'll be at a few speaking engagements. I have to, I have to be a voice. And so, yeah, I'll, I probably won't run away from it and I don't mind being a voice. And so if someone says, don't, do you mind, you know, making sure that this person is represented in a certain light? No, I'm not going to make sure, but she is already represented. Um, I don't represent the whole community, but I don't mind representing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it, it doesn't bother me, but I will be but, uh, the best representative that I can be. Although I don't represent everybody, I can't. That's the stuff being realistic. No, it's, yeah. But I will create these these characters, and so that you guys can be proud of them. That's, that's all I can do. <laughs> you know? And clearly, okay, so you've got you've run the gamut in this too. Yeah. You've got everybody covered. Thank you. And I don't think it's something that it's. And I don't want people thinking, oh, it's just going to be a bunch of, you know, LGBTQ pandering. It, that isn't what this is. No. I don't want you guys thinking that this is all just, no, it's not. It's you know, a, yeah. lesbian sex every five. It's not what this is. That's not, just relax on that. That's why I don't like the fact that that's in there. Right. Because it doesn't need to be there. These characters stand on their own. Mm-hmm. They are absolutely wonderful, rich characters. It doesn't matter how they choose to A, express their love right. or be what color they are right. what does it matter right. and i think there's a lot of people get into sci-fi for that reason too mm-hmm. because the characters in sci-fi you can make them completely androgynous right right and that's what what was fun about the ending uh, of this book and what my mom's favorite line was about when she when it was revealed she was like <gasps> she said she said, I love it. And and when she said that, I knew I had done the right thing because it was so hard for me to figure out how to tie it together. And it goes back to my original statement, which is we're all human. It doesn't matter. Black, Mm -hmm. white, color, whatever you are, at the end of the day, we're all humans. And so that, that is, that's the most important element. And it, 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 Everybody has a, has a right to be here. And so that's kind of the premise of the book. Midnight in her own in her own right has a right to, to fight for her survival of her species as well. Mm-hmm. Even though she's a vampire, she has a right to fight for hers too. So it, it, it was just astounding that I found myself in a place of, am I really going to make her fight for her right to be here? Yeah, why not? Why not? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. She has every right. Yeah. Yeah. Does she not have rights? Just because she's dead? <laughs> Does that make her less than valued as a person? Vampires no. matter, too. Right? Come on. <laughs> I'm getting shit for that one. <laughs> you can't say vampire lives matter, Ooh. though, because they're dead, so it doesn't kind of work. But vampires matter. Right? It would be nice if everybody would look past color and look past your sexual orientation because it, it doesn't mean anything. Yeah. 
It has nothing to do with, that's the thing is, and you know, it cracks me up. Does anyone in the hetero community sit there and, and talk about it? No. So why do you care what the next guy's doing? It doesn't make sense to me. Right, yeah. It's so but some But some do. Some sit up and, and, and think that it the first thing they see is like, what what do they do? And you're wondering, that's not what we sit up and think about what you guys exactly. do. Because remember, I was in a relationship with, with you know, with my ex-husband. You know, I, I'm... I wouldn't, I'm not going to say I was considered bisexual at the time. Um, I just was in love with my ex-husband and I was with men. And so, but I've always had an affinity for women. So that's a whole nother interview. But, uh, (laughs) but, um. Hey, don't think I won't call you on that. I I am here for that. But it it wasn't a, a thing where I was always looking at someone else thinking that or questioning that and I think that that's an uncomfortable conversation that people want you know are trying not to have is mm-hmm. they gravitate towards is what are they doing why are you worried about that don't you have exactly. to worry about besides what I'm doing unless they're doing it on you right what do you care Hello. you know like it's not in your face right. then don't worry about we it we got other things to focus on that are way oh my god way more important than these issues i mean come it's, on it's, it's 2015 people but again there 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 are other issues that you're thinking are you seriously are we still facing these issues and unfortunately yeah. we are so we are and it's it's not unfortunately i don't think it's going to happen in our lifetime right but, you know, hopefully we can make some form of stride, right. some little tiny mark, if you will, something. Yeah. I would just like to see, I'd like to see everybody get off the whole sexual orientation thing. What does it matter? Transgender. Tra- it, it, none of this matters. And the beautiful thing is more and more young people are poly. They're not willing to put themselves into these little labels and boxes, which I am loving i am loving hearing that where they're just like well i don't know i don't consider myself gay straight bi or anything i just you know i love who i feel like loving and that to me is so amazing and that's what and that's what what will propel the next generation behind them like my children their my grandbabies will grow up with that i want them to learn their history so they don't repeat it but i also Mm -hmm. then want to embrace change and move forward with it with the understanding of this is where you guys have come from. Don't forget it, but move forward, and and this is the change that comes with it. And keep it moving. It, it doesn't. Have yeah. To... Don't dwell in the past. No. Don't. That right. that becomes an issue, and you. It's like people out there go, turn and they look at everything in the past, and it's like, well, no, I have to keep fighting for that. No, you don't. Right. You look at it just like you said. Look at everything that you've gone through. Learn from it. Learn from it. So you don't, like you said, don't repeat it, but don't dwell in it. Don't think you have to make up for something that happened in the past either. It's gone. Let it go. (laughs) It's time to heal heal and move on. Exactly. And that's not, I mean, that's not just the black community. That's not just the LGBT community. That's, we're talking, you know, religious communities and everything else. Like we're talking Muslims and it's like, come on, everybody needs to just, um. <laughs> right. Well, look, accept, accept, accept the differences that we have and move on, people. That's mm-hmm. it. Like I said, humankind. It's about what you believe in, what your faith is. If you don't have a faith, I can accept that and respect that and move on. Period. 
it doesn't have to be anything we have to get in depth and, and debate about. I don't have to feel like you need to know more about it. If that's your stance, respect it, move on. It's simple. It doesn't have to be like this whole cultural movement of people trying to convert you into the, it's those days are gone of trying to convert a whole nation or a whole group of people to, to persuade you to stop that. It's too much. First of all, the internet, that's the, it's too, that. you're beating your head against the wall. Right. Like why? Like, and there is no one right way. Right. There's too much of wealth of information and to be able to educate yourself reading uh, even further to know about oneself and more spiritual awareness is a lot of stuff that you can you do and learn and grow. So in that, respect again do that and and keep it moving and if that's it just respect me at the end of the day give me three three feet i'm good mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's that's all that i think we if we give each other the, the same respect i think it just would be a little calmer but then you have these <laughs> I, radical and i'm gonna say it and then people get mad write me you do do that you know where i am <laughs> There's the people that are quite not on the reservation that do need medication. This just are. <laughs> no, that's very they true. They just are. And I, I hey, it, it's just a fact. So mm-hmm. it's, it's, there are going to be those out there that are just aren't with us. And it's just, it's just the way of the world. And, and that's okay. Because then we, at least we know that this, we're never going to convert those. There are always going to be those people that are, you know, kind of off to the side. And that's just, that's just it. But if you can recognize that and say, okay, that, okay, I see you. Hey. <laughs> okay. Have a great day. You take your, okay, you got your, all right. Hey, baby. That's great. As long as you're not armed, you right. just go right ahead. <laughs> Walking into a theater with a trench coat on. You know, that's, that's, right. that's what's troubling. And I think that, that's that's just again that's a whole nother interview but just recognize what you see and i think and we're we're digressing but i think that's kind of what goes back to me and the way i was growing up and people don't look out for each other people don't that's true there's no sense of community we're so sensitive about everything and we're so we don't look out for each other's back anymore there's no there's no big family functions and dinners and block parties everybody Mm -hmm. is so like you're gonna call the police on me no one is looking out for each other in such a loving communicative way because everybody is so scared and and so like you're gonna hurt my feelings and you're gonna come on people it where are we going as a society but we have created this. We have. I can't not say it without the other. And this is something my, my who I love, Whoopi Goldberg, shout out. <laughs> Yay, Whoopi. We have created this this society of where we have become this 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 engine of being scrutinized and then we get on Twitter and blast somebody out of the water for making a statement or saying an opinion and then we stomp and almost stomp their soul out for saying something and almost to making them non-existent. And it's like, when did that happen? When did, when, when did someone, someone say something, unless it was a, a, a severely offensive 
or severely like totally just like did he did this, he just say that or you know a pop culture case in point pop culture case in point in this would be all in the family mm. Mm. could all in the family come out now mm. oh hell oh. no there is no way it would never see airtime. As a matter of fact, you don't even see it that much in the reruns because everybody's too damn paranoid to air it. And it was a brilliant piece of comedy. Right. Yes, yes, I enjoyed it. And even now, it's believe it or not, it's relevant. Of course, it's it is. relevant because all the stuff is nothing's changed. Right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> except for you know, except we're all too paranoid, and we're we're paranoid, and we are very beyond overly sensitive. Right. Except, but though they had family values. Then, because it was like it, it, it was it was such a social conscious going back then, but it was still being spoken about. But it, mm-hmm. it, it but the way they would tweet about it now, it wouldn't last a season. No, nope, it wouldn't. Yeah, it kill it, it would be completely annihilated. It, yeah, mm-hmm. and that's something again we've created, and and it's it's almost kind of where are we going now? As, as I know, it's kind of scary, <laughs> right? Because we're we are we are going backwards. Yeah, yeah. We're not we are not moving forward. And people say to me, you know, they I we are in a Puritan society still. Right. And you can argue that point till the cows come home, but sorry, we are, and we have not progressed. You technology wise, sure, mm-hmm. but as a species, mm-hmm. oh Lord, we're not progressing at all, people. Right. Right. And how did we get on this? We went from <laughs> vampires way way. way. <laughs> I love it. It's, it's like, okay, wait. Um, yeah, back to the book. <laughs> Oops. Sorry. <laughs> no, that's okay. I don't. I love it. I think it's great. I mean, seriously, we could like talk about this for hours and hours. I love it. Listen, by, but but while I'm thinking of this and we're thinking about the book, who in the book? Did, or, or I should maybe you didn't. Is there a character that you think is closely related to yourself? Dominique, she is the baby of the group. Okay. And I, I did her last because I think, in a way, there were still things at the time that I was writing it. I still wasn't ready to deal with. Um, her storyline is is very basic. She grew up in a very structured home life, very strict. And wasn't able to come out. And Midnight saw something in her and just had to have it. <laughs> as selfish as she is. <laughs> Midnight is selfish. She she can be. I'm sorry. No, she is. But uh, it was a way. She was, she was becoming very volatile in her own way. Where she didn't feel like there was any escape. And that she couldn't be herself because of her up, her upbringing. And so she was going to... Um, do something and so midnight did sense that and so she said uh no I've got an option for you (laughs) and so when I thought of her vulnerability I I did think of myself in in that way uh as I think of a lot of and this does go back to I think a lot of stories that I've heard um about when about our community especially LGBTQ teens um, when they face different decisions, when they're disowned by their families, um, when they are confused or they, mm-hmm. they just don't know which direction to go into. There was a very, at that, uh, it still is, but at that time it was a very high suicidal rate. Um, the Trevor Project was, um, I was reading their statistic reports at the time and it was just 
a very disheartening thing that I was reading that I just I couldn't imagine and looking to my own children as a mother like how could I turn my back on my child because of who they wanted to be or who they wanted to be with like like her Uh, what but like it just it the, the thought of that just kind of struck a core in me and so that's that's who Dominique uh really is um she uh <laughs> she's she's one of my unsung heroes but she uh really kind of is it's, yeah that's one of the characters that really hits home for me did you have a hard time coming out uh 22 years yeah i i, I would say yeah uh it, it I, I didn't know where to go i didn't know who to tell i didn't know how to say it again uh it was my my daughter <laughs> and it was really yeah it was we we were, we were extremely close and we had started watching shows i started watching logo and different programming and it was just like a simple conversation that we were having one night because we were watching a lot of rupaul, <laughs> Drag Race. I love RuPaul. and i said alicia you know i said i, I want to say something and she's like well what is it mom and I'm just like you know I don't know I just I'm just I say I just I think I want to share some things and at the time uh she was I believe was a she was 14 at the time I think about 30 yeah about 14 and she's like well, what well come on come on like come on and I'm just and so we had a conversation and she hugged me and just laid her head on my chest and she was crying for me. She was crying because she thought that it was more, it was, it's been harder for me and that I couldn't be happy. And she says, and, and, and at the end of the conversation, I don't want <clears throat> to get too emotional, but she said, um, are you happy? And I said, yes. And she said, okay. She said, I can't wait to tell my brothers that I was the first. <laughs> so it was just that that was all that was important to me I think that if my children weren't going to be okay with me coming out that year because they were still in um high school um I wouldn't have I would have waited until they got out of high school and then I would have you know kind of come out because I didn't want to make it difficult for them it was very important um about their high school is you know it's like your your montage of your life it's like oh oh, high school is like the worst so yeah you don't want to add to that pressure and so i didn't want to do anything to disrupt their studies you know their friends i and what it in turn i became mama den oh my goodness if i had known that the people would come to my house i think i would have waited (laughs) <laughs> I said, wait, you know, no, no, being gay didn't mean to come and, and come and eat at my house every day. That's not what that means. Is that weird? Why did they do I that? I don't know, but it be, my house became the, the teenage hangout to come and ask questions. Seriously, it became. Well, you were probably the cool mom because you were gay. I was, and it, they, it was better. <laughs> It was better than them going out. They didn't go out at Harley anymore. They were hanging out and watching TV. It became such a loving environment. And I, I guess I am going to get emotional. It became so 
so wonderful that I didn't care about anybody else having my my back because my children made it so that no matter who was against me, they had my back at all times. That's beautiful. So, and that's that is truly a blessing. That is absolutely lovely. You know, I'm, and to this day, they just they're amazing. <laughs> all three of them. that is beautiful. You should be very very proud as a mommy. I am. <laughs> Because you obviously did an amazing job with them. Thank you. Woo. Okay. So, (laughs) but this is a roller coaster, isn't it? Yes. Yes. Is there anything you would like people to know either about the book or about yourself that we haven't covered? I think, uh, thank you so much, first of all, for having me on. This has been absolutely so amazing and so cleansing for me. And I, I just, I can't. Thank you enough. Um, oh, that's that's very sweet. Honestly, anytime. If in case anybody's wondering, I came across Darlene in my in my um, Facebook group. We have a private Facebook group that is for women only called Fifty Shades of What I have Fifty. That's so bad. Fifty Shades of Power. It's because I had two. I have Fifty Shades of Power and Fifty Shades More Powerful. But the the Facebook group is Fifty Shades of Power. And Tammy, who is who we've known for quite some time, is now doing your management. And she dropped it right into there. And Darlene is a member of the group, too. And I just, it was like, I had to. I just had to. I just, I have to promote my girls. Yay. And I'm so glad you did. And the other thing is, if any of you ladies out there want to join Fifty Shades of Power, please feel Feel free to do so. It is a private group. Anything that is said is stays stays in the group. It does not go anywhere else. Nobody else sees your stuff, and because that's really important to me, I wanted it to be a nice, safe place for everybody to do. You know, you can talk about anything you want in that group. Yes, it is. It's amazing. And um, the one thing that I want them to know about the book, it's it's of course it, it is LGBTQ, but it's not based in it. Um, you don't think that it, it's an LGBTQ it, it, book. It, it's not. It's not. Yeah, it's it's, not. No. It's not. It's, it's, it's so much more, and it's not the typical vampire book. It really isn't, you guys. Mm-mm. It's not. It's not. It, it, it's, a, it's refreshingly new. Yeah. yeah. So don't, that's why I don't like the fact that, okay, granted, we'll use it, okay, the whole LGBTQ. <laughs> Fine, we'll use it, but, but it doesn't need to be there. No, it really, it doesn't. really doesn't. It really doesn't. But it, but it's, but it really doesn't, it covers quite a few areas, and it's, it's a surprise at every turn. At least I tried to make it that way, and I, and I wanted to give you a women empowerment, and I, I and thank you for that. Welcome. Honestly, thank you for that because it really doesn't get done a lot. Usually, any kind of, I mean, even even erotica tends to always put women in submissive positions, and it's just no. Let's start making them more powerful. Yeah, and I didn't do that here. <laughs> oh hell no! <laughs> oh hell no! <laughs> no, seriously, you guys have to read this book. Like you're just you're gonna die. It's so good. The characters are so rich and so wonderful. And thank you so much, Darlene, for being on the show. I really do appreciate you being here. You're welcome. And everybody's going to be able to pick up the book. You know where to go on Darlene's show page on InBedWithDrSue.com 
All the links are right there so that you can grab your Kindle, charge it up, and go fall over right in time for Halloween. Sink your teeth. I know it's so cliche and so cheesy. Sink your teeth into Midnight Comes with the Dawn. I'm not kidding. It's so, it, it is really good. Isn't Darlene a blast? I could talk to her for hours. Be sure to hit up her show page where you'll find links to her website, Amazon, and all her social media. I want to thank Darlene, of course, for taking the time to talk with me and share so much of herself with both me and you guys. Once again, I learned something new from absolutely every guest I have on this show. If you're still looking for something to do on Halloween and you happen to be in Vegas... Hit up the Hard Rock Hotel on Halloween night for the 20th anniversary of the Fetish and Fantasy Halloween Ball. I'm going to be there, and you're not going to want to miss this. Get your tickets online at accessaxs.com or wanttickets.com and save $10 on each ticket using the promo code RUBBER. And be sure to head to Amazon and grab your copy of Darlene's book, Midnight Comes with the Dawn, The Vampire Plague, which is perfect for Halloween Eve reading. I'll be seeing some of you in Vegas this weekend, baby. And until the next In Bed with Dr. Sue, remember to celebrate the difference in all of us. I love you guys. Have a safe and happy Halloween. Uh, Happy Samhain. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Diwali. Happy holidays, my freaky friends. Bye. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.